You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to McChesney Unchained, a new show on the BS in Denver podcast network. Before we jump into it, we want you to know that this is a little different than our other shows. Matt McChesney is going to give you an uncensored take on what's going on in the football world. And if you have kids around, you may want to listen to this at another time. McChesney's opinions do not represent those of BS in Denver, but they are real. And they come from a CU legend who spent six years battling in the NFL trenches. Now, sit back and enjoy the show. Chesney Unchained on the BSN Denver Podcast Network. I am your host, Matt McChesney, as usual. How is everybody today on a great Monday? I'm going to try not to uh, blow anybody's fucking eardrums out here. This is McChesney Unchained on the BSN Denver Podcast Network. BSNDenver.com coming to you live from 6-0 Studios at 6-0 Strength and Fitness Colorado's premier training facility on the front range. Joining me, a little throwback action. Back to the days of uh, the Blitz. What was the other show? The Morning Edge. The Morning Edge. That was shitty. The 6 a.m. rise. God, that sucked. The rise was not real. That sucked, man. No, the rise was definitely real, and it was terrible. <clears throat> That's the voice of my best friend, Andrew Fogaris, former co-host and current co-host for today at least. Andrew, hi. Hey there, Matt. How's your bitch ass doing? <laughs> you know, just another Monday of trying not to suck too much. <clears throat> it's not going too well. It's, Amen. It's harder than, than you think. Yeah. Um, We tried to do this show last week and I fucked it up by not recording correctly. That's okay. That's okay. We got stuff to talk about today, though. Yeah, and I'm glad that we're recording correctly today. So, at least I think we are. So, if we're not, then sorry. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. Over two. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we have a lot to talk about uh, today on McChesney Unchained on the BSN Denver Podcast Network. Uh, we want to introduce one of our sponsors to today. It's Wearbands. Uh, Wearbands is a company that we use in the gym here. Uh, we're going to be posting a lot of videos on them moving forward. It's wearbands.com is the website. You can check them out at wearbands on Instagram and Twitter as well. 
and it's a it's a lateral athlete training system and it's a resistance training system that works really well for all lateral athletes in the gym here uh, at six zero as they train on the inside of their feet and it, it's a it's a system that it's like a belt that wraps around you're, you're going to be able to check it out uh, at Wearbands on Instagram and Twitter, but then also we're going to be posting a lot of videos moving forward. So we're going to be doing the Wearbands Warrior of the Weekend moving forward on every Monday. And if you use the promo code 6020 at wearbands.com, you'll be able to get a 20% discount on the product. Uh, and I bet you that this guy could benefit from the the uh, the Wearbands system, and that's Tiger Woods. Now, I'm not a huge golf advocate, to be completely honest with you. I fucking hate golf. Uh, I can't see left, and I don't have a lot of good luck on golf uh, courses. But that's neither here nor there. Tiger gets his first win in five years. Andrew Fogaros, who's sitting in today uh, on McChesney Unchained, is a massive golf advocate and loves golf. So is this big? Is this... I know it's not a fucking major, but it's a win. Is he back, or is this just a W? No, he's back because this was the top 30 to 35 golfers in the uh, in the tournament that he won. So he's back. And, and you take out all of his personal stuff and the, the infidelity, the, the car accident, the DUI, all that bullshit, and you look at – he came back from a major back injury, which is very tough to do for golf. I mean, it's tough to come back in anything from a major back injury, as you know. Look, I have a five-level fusion in my lower back, and it's terrible. And I can only imagine what it's like to have to play a torque sport. And this is what I mean. Anything where your feet are sturdy and you're, you're rotating like that through your core – Dude, I can only imagine the kind of pain and anguish this guy goes through. Oh, absolutely. And and he's doing it at a high level again? It's it's impressive. Now I'm not I'm not rooting against him or for him, but let's be honest, golf's better with him. It's way better. So I'm sure CBS or NBC or whoever aired the golf tournament this weekend really reaped those benefits. So it's it's good to see him back though. It's it's really it's good for the sport and it's good for the US going into the Ryder Cup this weekend too. So all in all, a, a win for a win for Tiger is a win for golf. And, and I like the fact that Tiger Woods is relevant again. Uh, it's just better. It is. It's just better. It is. And there's no way around it. So our Wearbands Warrior of the Weekend goes to Tiger Woods. Uh, check it out. Check out Wearbands at Wearbands.com. And remember to use the promo code 6020. That's S-I-X-Z-E-R-O-20 uh, on all your Wearbands systems. And we'll be... Posting a lot of videos uh, with the wearband system moving forward here uh, from the gym with all of our offensive and defensive linemen, our fighters, uh, any lateral athlete. If you're pushing off the inside of your feet, you definitely want to check out uh, wearbands at wearbands.com. So, uh, look, Tiger Woods kicking ass, that's a good thing. Uh, golf is better with Phil and Tiger and, you know, everybody being – We'll put it like this. If you could get it back to the days when Tiger Woods had a good video game, I'd be with it. Because <laughs> I used to drink a couple beers and, and get my ass kicked at the Tiger Woods video game pretty routinely. That game was awesome. This guy knows what I'm talking this about. Guy, this guy does know what I'm talking about. That game was awesome. <laughs> it was so fun. It was Even if you hated golf, it was a blast. It was a kick-ass time. Uh, all right, so college football. Obviously, I love college football. This guy's a Buckeye fan. I'm a Buffalo 
We're going to go right into, I, I could care less about the Buckeyes victory over Tulane. Congratulations. Fuck you. <laughs> um, I want to know your opinion, and I'm almost glad that the show last week didn't work out so I could get your opinion of Urban's interview. I watched game day just to see the Urban Meyer interview with ESPN. I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Um, it was at his house. It was at a comfortable setting. They asked some tough questions. I I am siding with Urban on the, the fact that he was trying to help a coach and a friend and a guy that, you know, in a shitty situation where he's obviously a, it's a domestic abuse situation and he's trying to help the couple with his wife. After that, I, I don't really know where to go. As yeah. a Buckeye fan, how do you feel? Um. I've been a bit torn this whole time. So his interview, it was it was okay. It's it's been one of those things where the more the more he says, kind of the worse it sounds. And whoever's running the Ohio State PR department, um, they might need to pull their head out of their ass a little <laughs> bit. They, they've got their work cut but, out for them, dude. But oh, they absolutely do. But at the same time, he he's he's doing what he's doing, and he. He clearly does not believe that there was domestic abuse in that relationship. and But there was. I mean, I, 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 there's pictures and they're divorced and there's something going on. Man, look, he, he he got suspended. Right. Is that enough? I think so. Personally, yes. Is that be If he was the coach at Michigan, would that be enough? <laughs> Everybody should get fired there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look. <clears throat> Urban Meyer is not a relationship counselor. True. I think we just figured that out. Yes. I think he just figured that out. Yes. If anything, I think he learned something from this situation, and hopefully everybody can. And that is when someone tells you something like this and you're in a position of authority, just go to the cops. Now, on the flip side, the cops were called to that house many a times. And nothing ever happened. And nothing ever happened. Is that because he's a coach? Would the same leeway be given to a regular dude? I don't think so. Probably not. I don't know. It's it's tough and to say. It, it's tough to say. Now, 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 with that Cops have to make judgment calls. Cops have to make judgment calls. And is the entire police force cutting him some slack? I mean, that's... It's highly doubtful. It's highly doubtful. Um, so... You know, it's there is the gray area, and you say, should Urban have gone to the cops? What what do the cops do in that situation? You know, or you get a call, hey, this is Coach Urban Meyer, one of my uh, assistant coaches. His his wife has accused him of abusing her. If you're the cops, what do you do? I mean, I'm not a cop. I don't know protocol, so I I don't know what how that goes. And if you're Urban Meyer and you go to Gene Smith, the athletic director, I mean. Did he follow protocol? It sounds like he did. Did he Did he go the extra mile? It sounds like he did not. What is the extra mile? I don't know. And that's the problem. It's a tricky situation, man. It really is. And, and I don't know the answer. And I know that, obviously, domestic abuse is wrong. We're not sitting here trying to cover it up or anything. Of course not. And Urban, I don't think Urban was trying to cover it up either. There comes a point where you can only help so much, and then it's probably – in a situation where you're hurting a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that he 
figured out that regardless if the more he tries to help sometimes it's just hurting right sometimes you just need to back up and let things happen and moving forward i'm sure that he will be a little bit more cautious on who he vouches for and who he stands up for in the future because sometimes putting your name behind a guy that you care about just it it doesn't work right and and let's say he unfortunately fired, let's say he had fired him a couple of years ago that all that helps is the Ohio State program that doesn't stop the alleged abuse. It doesn't change their relationship. All, like I said, all that means is he's not a coach for Ohio State. That's it. So, all right. Well, moving forward, I think Ohio State and Urban Meyer have learned something from this, and hopefully, the other programs can as well. Uh, that that's all you can hope for. So. Obviously, Ohio State is going to be a force in the Big Ten. They rolled over Tulane. They have a massive game with Penn State coming up. And honestly, whoever wins that game is going to put themselves in position to maybe represent the Big Ten in the playoff, honestly, because unless Penn State wins and then you know Michigan beats Penn State and then Ohio State beats Michigan and Michigan State beats somebody in there, that then the Big Ten could just turn into a big clusterfuck. Well, <laughs> let's be honest. I, I feel like this game is must-win for both of them because whoever loses, you need that team to lose twice. Twice. So, I, I think if you The lose, Big Ten East is so much better than the West. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is so much better. Yeah. I, I was the second-best team in the West, and that's not saying much. It really isn't. They're not a bad team by any means, but they're not good. No. I mean, Wisconsin, I don't think they're as good as people think they are. They had a lot of hype going into this year. And I mean, like seven All-Americans. Right, right. And they now, <laughs> now I will say this, BYU is better than we expected. However. Yeah, they're all 45 fucking years old, too. <laughs> I mean, everybody on that team is a grown-ass man with a family. <laughs> they better be good. I'm surprised they don't win more. Their quarterback's my dad. <laughs> hey, Bob. How's linebacker? Uh, look, Penn State, how does a team go down 20, like 24-21 in the third quarter and win 63-24? to You play Illinois. Oh, that's it? Okay. Lovey Smith. You play Lovey Smith. I mean, I, I don't know what the hell is going on there, but that, that was some craziness, to say the least. Uh, Ohio State, the the Big Ten, they I thought that they were going to be incredibly good this year, and they are. I mean, there, there's some really good teams, and there's some really shitty ones. It doesn't seem like there's any middle of the road there for the Big Ten whatsoever. So, honestly, on Saturday, I sat around and watched future professionals. At the quarterback position. At least that's what I thought. I watched the UGA uh, Missouri game in the morning. The, you know, Fromm is a couple years away from being a first rounder, but I think he'll develop into that guy. UGA is special from an athlete standpoint. I, I was interested to see if Drew Locke is that guy or not. And what do you think? <clears throat> I, I thought the first half they dropped the ball a lot. Mm -hmm. I thought that his skill players were pretty shitty. You give him Georgia's skill players, and maybe his numbers are much better. I thought that he had some really good throws, some NFL throws, the two-point conversion in between the two safeties and the corner, and just squeezing it in there was pretty damn impressive. Um, but if you're looking at it as that's the kind of defensive speed he's going to be going against, Georgia had a bunch of guys drafted last year. They'll have a bunch of guys drafted this year. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't I don't know. I don't see a first rounder there. I think Blaine Gabbert comes to mind more so than 
Rosen. Yeah. Or Darnold. I don't see a top of the draft quarterback. I see a developmental frame from Missouri. And there's nothing wrong with that. Just don't overdraft him, and I'm sure they will. Then I watched Will Greer play against Kansas State, and I'm obviously invested in the Kansas State game because Dalton Reisner is a, a you know one of the best offensive linemen in the country, and he's part of the Dungeon family here, and a guy that I've been working with for years. So I wanted to see how he was going to do. Obviously, I'm watching the game f- to evaluate him, but then Greer is supposed to be this Heisman candidate, mm-hmm. and he looked at. Yeah. I mean, that kid's big and strong and athletic, and he's got a fucking cannon and he looks the part and Dana Holgerson's offense although it is RPO based and spread there's some NFL concepts in there there's a lot of three by one there's a lot of you know take what the defense give you route concepts so <clears throat> when you're looking at Drew Locke and Fromm yeah okay Fromm maybe Drew eh, second third round if he's there maybe he does better as Missouri goes goes down the road but then you watch Will Greer and the thing that concerns me there is the competition level. I don't know if there's anybody on K-State's defense that can actually play in the secondary and the linebacking core. And the Big 12, I can't evaluate quarterbacks in the Big 12, man, unless they play for Oklahoma. Outside of Oklahoma, it's hard. who's got defense in the Big 12? I don't know. And that, see, there's another question is Kansas State's supposed to be a good defensive team. Iowa State's supposed to be a good defensive team. <laughs> I mean, hell. Oklahoma State's supposed to be good on defense, and they got absolutely ran over by Tech. Yeah. So the I think the Big 12 is going to cannibalize themselves, to be completely honest with you. And it, Will Greer is probably going to be picked as a franchise saver, and it's probably not going to happen. Agreed. I agree. He's a, he's a nice college player, and he'll probably get some run as a pro, but he's not an all-pro. If he's a top 15 pick, he's going to be looked at as a savior. And unfortunately, we're going to talk about this. I think the Broncos may have a top 15 pick, so we might be talking about one of these quarterbacks right. real close here moving forward. Now, what about the night game in Justin Herbert? At now, that's the next one I got on the list here. You know, the Stanford comeback number one was nuts. All right, and Oregon choked the game away. Just Mario Cristobal, bro, please take a knee. <laughs> Just take a fucking knee. What are you doing? And, and look, I understand you want to run the clock out and you want to be aggressive, and that's great. But if you take a knee, you win. Yeah. The game is over, and there is no comeback. Yeah. So I thought that Justin Herbert was awesome. He had two complete, two incompletions the entire game. Um he had four incompletions in overtime, but I don't think he was prepared mentally to play. I think everybody on Oregon's team thought the game was over. They were all talking about where they were going to go party and the fact that they just beat Stanford and look forward to the future, and then all of a sudden they're back on the field in overtime and they weren't ready and Stanford took it from them. So he's the most – the Broncos would have to be real shitty to get him because I think he's the first pick. He's up there. He's up there. He's a top 10 pick. He looked the part. He's big. He's mobile. He's got a good arm. Throws a nice ball. He was he was solid on Saturday. He's not the reason they lost. Oh, no. They're, they lost because of coaching decisions. Yes. 100%. Yes. And it should have been a W, and it wasn't. And it's unfortunate if you're an Oregon fan, but it's something to build on to. I mean, they made a terrible mistake. Stanford, Stanford getting a W like that, is the kind of thing that propels them to an undefeated season. 
Yep, I, I fully agree. And and to be perfectly honest with you, uh, I don't mind seeing Oregon lose because I fucking hate them. Yeah, I don't have a I don't have a qualm with them losing, but the way they lost, it was just so like, oh my god, that's so heartbreaking. I cannot believe they just lost this game. Watching the kids just suffer like that, it just adds more fuel to the Oregon Stanford rivalry, which. Isn't a bad thing, and and it makes this week's Stanford Notre Dame game that much more intriguing. And that see, I'd love Stanford to win that game just to knock Notre Dame out, mm-hmm. just because I feel like Notre Dame's going to lose somewhere down the road, and Stanford's a better team than Notre Dame in my opinion. The my my only concern with Stanford is they always find a way to lose one game to keep them out of relevant football games at the end of the year. Yes. Yeah, the Rose Bowl is nice, but they never played in any BCS championships. And the playoffs nice, but they've had opportunities to get in the playoff and fucked it up. Yes. So I just hope they don't do that. I'd like to see them in the playoff representing the Pac-12 more so than Washington. I watched the Washington Arizona State game, and Browning's a good pro court or a good college quarterback, but he's not going to play very much on Sundays. I just don't see it. Nope. Manny Manny Wilkins is a good college quarterback, but not a pro. So I think Stanford is the only team that can legitimately. Stand toe to toe. I don't know if they can beat Alabama. I mean, Alabama looked pretty damn dominant against Texas A&M. I was looking for some weaknesses and couldn't find any. I know, and I know. that sucks. <laughs> that pisses me off. But at the same time, until you can out recruit them and until you can out coach them, I can't really sit here and get too mad at the Crimson Tide. I know. So I, I hate them, but they're good for a reason. Yeah. It's not a fluke. They're fucking know? excellent. They're not a fluke. And real quick. That Costello kid from Stanford's a, a solid player. Too. Yeah, I, I agree. I, yeah, I love their tight nice end based game. offense. See, it, I love it. If I'm a running back, I go to Stanford. Why wouldn't look? If I'm a quarterback, I'd consider them. I, I would absolutely want love to go to Stanford for the pro style. And Shaw's a hell of a coach. Yeah. A, that's a tough place to win. And there, look, I've got two offensive linemen in here: Drake Nugent and Bear Miller. Drake just got offered by Stanford. Bear is committed to Stanford, and that's the conversation we have well if you want to develop as an offensive lineman and play smash mouth and put good tape out and go to the league go to Stanford. that's one of the places you you got to consider if they offer you absolutely and and it just is that's the bottom line fact of the matter so and and i will say this about shaw he's by far the best nfl draft analyst out there when he's on nfl network during the draft he's spot on he is the fucking best and, and really when's the last time you saw somebody from stanford not pan out as a good player like, when's the last time you saw a bust from Stanford? Usually they're more versatile and, right. like, can do more. Right. So it's a great place to play college football, and, and we'll see what they can do with Notre Dame this week. Uh, Old Dominion, hats off, bros. I mean, what a game. I can't believe Virginia Tech would allow that to happen, but how does that happen? How, 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 how do you go from being so dominant and looking as good as they did against Florida State to looking like that? Justin Fuente fucked up. I mean, that was terrible. That's awful. That's How can awful. you lose that game? They're 0-3. They are the bottom of their own conference. They just got a program, and you lose ranked on the road? You lose by, what, a couple scores? Two. They lost by 14 points. That's bad. That's fucking pathetic. That's bad, and Clemson's going to figure skate into the playoff. Seriously, who's going who's gonna... to... Uh, no one. No one. I mean, Boston College was a ranked ACC team. They got hammered by Purdue. It wasn't even a game. Yeah, Purdue's not good. Purdue's a dog shit Big Ten school. I just... 
when I look at this, the future of college football, it's the same six teams that are good all the time, and it, that's a lie. It's the same six teams that are elite all the time, it mm-hmm. seems. And until they expand the playoff, I'm going to have a problem with the 14 playoff. I just – come on, expand the fucking playoff already. Get on with it. Yeah. yeah. It, it, the 14 playoff just – either go to six and give one and two a bye or go to ten and give one and two a bye. Just make it more entertaining than just four teams. On the on the flip side, though, that eighth team that gets in gets rolled by by Alabama. Unless they're Old Dominion. <clears throat> and then they pull a fucking sh- huge shocker. But ODU in now. Bob Euchre's up there just screaming. <laughs> He's not the best color man in the business for nothing. <laughs> I, I, I agree that they get rolled, but who cares? Who cares? Get them in and let them get rolled. And maybe that's why you give one and two a break and make them play three. Ten plays three instead of ten playing one. Or eight playing – or eight plays three. I don't know. I just – Adding it into the back end, I don't think that helps. I, I honestly don't. Now, some would, would six teams work? Six would be better. I, I'd take six. You have what conference champs and a couple of. But you can't have five and then one wild. Team. We have five conference. Well, they don't even consider conference champions now. So if yeah. you could win the conference and not get in at this point, they don't give a shit about that. I mean, if they really wanted to do it, they would do divisions in the in the conferences, and each division winner goes. They don't have conference championships, and they have. 10 teams and they reseed. That would be awesome. But they won't do that. It makes too much sense. Uh, you're right. And they need to dissolve the ACC. It's <laughs> a basketball <laughs> conference. Come on. Uh, I was a huge Michigan fan this week. <laughs> but I, I, I will say this. stupid fucking game that was. I turned it on. And I turned to my wife and I go, what a shitty game. Yeah, and what I a shit game. I will say this, though. Anybody that wants Scott Frost out of Nebraska, you're a moron. Like, you are a dumb-ass college football fan. If, if you're uh, – fire him, please. We'll take him. <laughs> yeah, so that, so they can't be good because he's going to turn that place into a fucking powerhouse. Really it's just is. a matter of time. He really is. you got to let him get his people in there, and it is over. I know it's I know it's UCF, but think about this. Their seniors had a, a winless season and then an undefeated season. Can you believe in that? In a three-year span. So They went from winless to undefeated in three years. Just give him time, unfortunately. But, but, give him time. But they're dumb, so. Well, yeah. I mean, the N stands for knowledge. We all know that. <laughs> Neither here nor there. Um, <clears throat> I want to talk to you uh, a little bit about one of our new uh, – or I'm, a, I'm an endorser for this company now, so it's a, it's a new product that we're going to be uh, using here at Six Zero for not only for the athletes in the program here, but uh, it's no – xpf.com and Kyle Turley uh, came up with this product and it's a CBD based recovery uh, product and I will be the only uh, person and the only company in in Colorado to be pushing this and and to be advocating for it here on the front range Um, NeuroXPF you can find them on Twitter and Instagram and NeuroXPF.com it's a CBD based supplement that I take that helps not only with recovery, but it breaks down the lactic acid in your body. It breaks down the inflammation in your body. It helps you recover mentally after, you know, years of head trauma and, and just torture on the body. And it's a, it's a supplement that's helped me uh, with a lot of different battles that I've had in my life. So NeuroXPF is, is the, the name of the company, and you can check them out at NeuroXPF.com. And I've become an endorser for this company. We're going to be selling it out of the gym here at 6 Zero. 
check it out online. And uh, Kyle totally came up with the company. I've talked to folks about this a, a couple of times in the past, and it's something that I'm really proud that we were able to put together and move forward with. So I'm really looking forward to that partnership, and I encourage everybody to go out and check out the website. That's neuroxpf.com. And uh, if you want to use the promo code for 60, it's S I X Z E R O 15. That's 6015, and you'll get 15% off all uh, Neuro XPF orders. And uh, I'm telling you, if you are a believer in the CBD based recovery and, you know, the, the anti opioid kind of push and, you know, trying to help guys recover from a more scientific standpoint rather than just needles and prescriptions, this is the road that I advise you to take and the reason that I'm behind this product and trying to push it out here uh, on the front range. So check it out. That's neuroxpf.com, uh, Kyle Turley's company, and I'm really, really excited about the future of Six Zero and NeuroXPF moving forward. So uh, what, what are your thoughts on, on the CBD-based recovery stuff, especially with all the shit you've seen me go through <laughs> in, in my life and all the surgeries? I mean, I don't know if people know this, and I don't know why they would, but folks and I have been boys since we were what 14 years old yeah and you've seen me go through all the struggles in my life and it's something that i'm not just pushing this because this is something that i take and something that i really think has a future and could be the point of of the spear moving forward to get people off of injections and painkillers and shit no I'm, i'm a firm believer in it and and you want you want more results they'll come but trust me this this stuff works and it's and it's very helpful, and uh, and it, I mean sh- headaches, inflammation, anything helps you sleep. I, I mean, I've used CBD in the past, and I, you know, it, it slows the aging process. And I'm not talking about your looks; I'm talking about you know your joints feel better. And so. it, it's something that, you know, there's no THC in it. it it's yeah. simply it's simply the you know the CBD aspect of of, of cannabis. So. You know, do your research. Don't judge it. Do your research, and I guarantee you that you will. Uh, you'll, you'll probably become a, an advocate and a user of it. So you can get it here at six zero moving forward, or again, you can go to neuroxpf.com and use the promo code six zero fifteen, and you'll get fifteen percent off all orders moving forward. So uh, the neuroxpf.com is going to bring you the NFL wrap up uh, from the weekend, and obviously the Monday night games on tonight. We'll talk about that on Wednesday. Uh, we also have a great interview with uh, CU Offense Coordinator Debra, Darren Cheverini on Wednesday's show, getting you ready for CU and UCLA. And we'll also be talking to Cliff Kingsbury, the awesome. Texas Texas Tech's head coach, uh, about Pat Mahomes, and we'll have that on Fridays. Uh, McChesney Unchained here on BSN Denver uh, Podcast Network. Remember, you can always find us at BSN Unchained on Twitter, at 60Strength on Twitter and Instagram, and then at 60Strength.com is the website here for the bridge and the gym. Um, look, moving into the NFL now, I'm just going to go through the games that I have written down that I thought were important. Let, let me just say this real quick. Yes. What a weird fucking day of NFL football. It was super weird. <laughs> I mean, it was super weird. The whole weekend was odd from a college football perspective to the NFL. Tons of upsets and just weird shit happening. We'll start in Seattle. And look, I could care less about the Cowboys. I don't think they're America's team. They lose 24-13. They look like shit. My question is this. Is Dak Prescott really – are they going to continue to beat this Dak Prescott is the future? Dak Prescott is the 
the chosen one drum because I don't see it, bro. I just do not. I think that guy's got tape on him, and he happened to be on a really good team that played a really soft schedule two years ago, and now it's over. No, I'm with you, and I I talked about this on Twitter today, is he had a hell of an offensive line two years ago. Zeke ran for 1,800 yards. 1,800. And they had Jason as a rook, as a rookie, they had Jason Witten, they had Des Bryant. Even though I think Des Bryant's a bit overrated, he had Tony Romo in his ear, yeah, t- telling him where to go and what to look at. Yep. So and Tony was a great vet that year. He wasn't he a piece was. of shit veteran. He was, and I, I kind of respect him a little bit more because of it. Honestly, yeah. I no, mean, no, I, I still that. think he was a choke artist as a player a little bit, but that's because he played for the Cowboys, yeah. and I could care less. Absolutely. I, I'm just, I'm not sold. On deck. I'm really not. And he was a fourth rounder for a reason. If he was that great, I mean, granted, yeah, some guys slip. Okay. They're, not everybody's Tom Brady, though, but. He showed such greatness. How did he get worse? Or is this just really who he is and he just overplayed? I, I feel like he overplayed. You mentioned it earlier. They had film on him. And I, I don't see him being more than an 8-8 eight and eight quarterback. At best. Well, they'll be lucky if they go 8-8 eight and eight this year. Seattle's in a rebuild mode as well, but at least they have Russell Wilson. So that game sucked. I thought it was over-officiated, and I thought it was lame as shit. Um, the Bills-Minnesota game, I mean, Minnesota's a 17-point favorite, and they allow Josh Allen and the Bills to walk in and beat them 27-6. to six. Uh, Look, dude... You can't take teams lightly in the NFL. You can't just not show up. And I'm sorry, Minnesota, but this is why I don't think Kirk Cousins is worth $100 million guaranteed. No. Because two games a year, you're going you're gonna to get a, an awesome Kirk Cousins for two games and then slappy Kirk like this. Slappy-ass Kirk. Yes. And slappy Kirk is going to who's, who's gonna show up in the playoffs when you get fucking waxed by somebody. And this is why I don't think Minnesota is going to be able to do shit with him at quarterback. No, they're not. This is pathetic. You're a 17-point fucking favorite at home, and you lose? You get your ass kicked. Don't just lose. You get you get blown out by 21. That's like the reverse spread. How do I bet that? Uh, yeah, no shit. Give me Buffalo pl- minus 17. And Josh Allen, stop hurtling people. Impressive. Impressive. <laughs> yeah. Yet, you might die the next time you do it. it that's, a, that's a Lou Brown. Nice play, Allen. Doing Don't it ever fucking do it again. <laughs> That's exactly what that. Uh, no, I agree. No, all I the agree. coaches told him, "Don't Whoa, fucking do that wow, again." Wow, look at that! Don't ever fucking do it again. That was exciting. Yeah, I will great. kill you. Yeah. Uh, the Redskins roll Green Bay thirty-one seventeen. They have the number one statistic defense in DC. I don't know if I'm buying that yet, uh, but it, I'm going to say this: Aaron Aaron Rodgers needs to sit until he's healthy. There's no point in parading him out there to get him killed, especially because you know that ten and six will get you in the playoffs. At the same time, though, this is another game where I thought Green Bay would be able to go in and, and play well, and they looked terrible. I mean, they weren't even – this wasn't competitive. The Redskins beat the shit out of Green Bay. Yeah, they, they really did. And, I mean, you're right. Aaron Rodgers is not healthy. Get him healthy because, as we saw in Minnesota, no one's going to run away with that division. The Bears aren't winning 10. The Lions aren't winning 10. A 9-7 and seven might win the North. So, yeah, sit him – for two weeks. I don't know when their bye is. I have no idea what their schedule is, but 
yeah, just set him, set him until he's healthy. Sit him until he's healthy. Yeah, you got to think about the future, too. You don't want to run all the tread off Aaron Rodgers' tires after you just sign him to a $190 million contract <laughs> yeah, or some it, shit. Worth it. Way worth it. We'll take him. Yeah. Uh, Clay Matthews, again, gets penalized for roughing the passer, but it's not roughing the passer. It's just good football. I'm so disappointed with the NFL right now. It, it's really hard to watch at times. Uh, the Eagles beat the Colts 20-16. to Two things. Carson Wentz is back. Good for him. He looked rusty. Uh, as to be expected. As to be expected. Andrew Luck is not back. It's amazing to me, and this is the only thing I'll say about it, and I'll get your response on it, folks, but you don't put your backup quarterback in to throw Hail Mary if your starting quarterback is healthy. You're that, right. that is a, like, I, I'd rather not do that and lose the game and take a fucking knee and have to explain, well, we just, we it, we didn't have it. Or run some other trick play that, like, isn't a Hail Mary because now everybody in the NFL is wondering what's wrong with Andrew Luck. Why can't he throw a Hail Mary? And if he can't throw a fucking Hail Mary, why is he on the field? Because there's deep routes. He's he's completed two two passes of twenty or more yards. What year. happened? His shoulder, man. His and and it, this is a this is a big question. God, it, it sucks. He was such an unbelievable talent. He was. And is it something he'll get back? It's possible. I don't know though. I don't know either. It's it's know. scary. Shoulder it, injuries. They're they're more complicated than people think. I mean, I played with Chad Pennington, and he already had a noodle arm a little bit. But when he got hurt, it was it was aware it was apparent. I mean, it yeah. sucked. And I played with Chad in New York and Miami, and he was a great quarterback and an unbelievable leader. But man, when he got hurt and he hurt his shoulder, it was apparent. Yep, it was hard to overcome. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, I think this is going to be the downfall, of Andrew Luck. Which I is too bad. Ten years from now, we're going to be talking about what could have been. Yep. That sucks. Um, the Battle of Los Angeles goes to the Rams. Uh, the Carson City, L.A. Chargers of Carson City and their soccer stadium got beat 35-23. I think the Chargers are fool's gold. I'll never roll with the Chargers on anything. Uh, the only thing they've won is a uniform contest, so that's good. Um, I think the Rams are fucking real, though, and I think that they're going to beat Minnesota's ass on Thursday Night Football. We'll talk about that on Friday. And then Drew Brees. Hats off to Drew Brees for breaking the completions record. Man, he is special. And the 43-37 overtime win by New Orleans. Thank fucking God there was no more ties this week. That would have been pretty uh, fucking lame. We still got a game tonight. Oh, don't jinx it, asshole. <laughs> Come on. All right, so we put a wrap on the NFL uh, weekend. There's a Monday nighter tonight, Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh. Quick. Uh, Buccaneers. Yeah, I'm going to take the Bucks as well. Uh, Ryan Jensen's been a great signing for them, brought some physicality to that offensive line. Fitz Magic is rolling, and I think Pittsburgh's in trouble, man. I wouldn't be surprised if they're 0-3 and the, they start beating on the Tomlin, get fired train, and Pittsburgh's not like that during the let season, me, but they could be. Let me ask you this. Do, mm-hmm. you, do you think after the game, uh, Roethlisberger and Jameis are going to trade secrets? Most likely. <laughs> Jameis is like a protege of Ben. Yeah, and Jameis is a real bitch. He, he, they cannot put him back in the game. Uh, if, and they're not going to. Dirk they, Cutter already said that they're going to roll with Fitzmagic. So I, I just think that Jameis Winston, this is – karma's real, bro, and this is what you get. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if they came back and just gave him the keys, as a, knowing Ryan Jensen and other guys on that team, they would be like, fuck this. Yeah, I'm not – what are you doing? We're undefeated or we're 3-1 and one or 4-2 and two or whatever. You can win with Ryan Fitzpatrick for a year. 
I don't know if you can win with them past that, but we'll see. I mean, they got a pretty damn good football team. They're pretty explosive offensively, so we'll, we'll see what goes on there. Um, but I, I do think Tampa wins tonight. At least I hope they do. The I more they do the too. more Pittsburgh sucks, the better. You got that lust? <laughs> I know you're going to listen to this shit. <laughs> Fuck your team. <clears throat> <laughs> Just had to throw that in there. <laughs> All right, so look, for the – NFL wrap here. We're going to one more time tell you to check out neuroxpf.com, uh, the CBD-based recovery product that we're going to be selling here at 6-0 and obviously pushing on uh, McChesney Unchained. So check it out. It's an incredible product, and they bring you your NFL wrap-up. Now, we've got about, I don't know, 10, 12 minutes left here on McChesney Unchained on BSN Denver Podcast Network. Remember to check it out and download it and subscribe on your iTunes platform or Whatever your podcast platform is, download the show and subscribe to it. We're going to spend the rest of the show on the sloppy-ass Bronco game and the horrific, just penalty-elated clusterfuck that was the Baltimore Raven 27-14 L. Um, I thought that they started off quick, finally. I thought that they were going to come out of the gates. The special teams was making plays. They're killing people. Freeman's throwing touchdowns and... He's got 14 points on the board, and things are looking up. And then the Phil Lindsay play happens, and he gets ejected. And from that point on, it was an absolute disaster. Now, remind me real quick: was the Lindsay play before or after the phantom block in the back? Uh, it was before. Okay. The phantom block in the back on Billy Turner, who was on the sideline. Look, man, I'm just going to say this real quick. I've watched the game twice. I will have the 6-0 top six, the the film work that we're doing. It'll be posted up on bsn.com on Tuesday, so check that out. We'll go over six plays, three good, three bad, and you'll get my opinion on those. But I thought that the refs over-refed the game. I thought that they were too quick to throw flags, the phantom block in the back. There was a block in the back on the Baltimore touchdown, too, that was unneeded. They returned an interception for a touchdown, right? Mm-hmm. And that was a phantom block in the back as well. So I'm not just a Bronco homer beating the fucking drum here. The the tackle holding penalty on Bowles was a penalty. On the, I'm not on saying the long that, pass to Demers. Yeah, that, was I'm not, a, that was a hold. It was a hold. He tackled him. Yes. And I, I live, I was watching it like, oh, shit, Garrett. And I knew it was going to be a penalty. He got beat by a Hall of Famer. And yeah, it, it happens. It happens a lot to Garrett, but it happens. I, you know, I'm not a homer here either, but the McGovern holding penalties were pretty nitpicky. Like, you don't have to throw those flags. Right. Hey, I think one of them, you're totally bailing out a, a defensive player who falls over on a slippery field. Mm-hmm. And the other one is not a flag. You just let the guy chase the quarterback. He's not going to catch him anyway. He's not being held. The quarterback's rolling out. The Ron Leary personal foul, I don't think you need to call that. Agreed. I just, uh, the Philip Lindsay ejection is the most ridiculous shit I've ever seen in my life. And we've got Philip on Wednesday's show. He's doing, he's in here tomorrow recording the interview. We're going to post it up. It'll be up on Wednesday. So you'll be able to hear from Phil on McChesney Unchained and we'll talk about it. Phil's not afraid of any of this. But I, I, you can obviously see him punching, trying to punch for the ball. There's two other guys that fly into the pile before he does. And he's the one that gets caught and ejected. I just, I'm so disappointed in where the NFL is going. I think it's becoming really, really soft and super. Every little fucking thing is called, and it's annoying. It's so it takes away from the game. 
I'd rather give them a return touchdown and be able to take our special teams touchdown and let the game kind of take itself on. Rather, Look, the, the Bulls penalty on the Demarius throw, that's a penalty. That That's the only one where I'm like, that's a blatant penalty. The Wolf offsides is a penalty. Vaughn jumping offsides twice. That's those are penalties. Everything else, I don't think it needs to be called. Well, they called uh, they called um, unnecessary roughness right at the beginning of the game on on the on the kickoff on uh, forty one. He just kind of pushed the guy back into the field to play, and they personal foul, personal foul, personal foul. So everything's personal foul now, and I'm I'm very disappointed in the future. Uh, oh, I'm very disappointed in the new rules. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they're necessary. And I feel that I don't know if Denver's as bad as they played yesterday. I don't know if they are because the fucking refs are so involved. Now, let's let let's also point this out. A, the Broncos were underdogs. B, they're making the East Coast trip playing the morning game. That's not easy to do. Routinely, they've sucked in that game. Uh, three. Last year at Buffalo was the same kind of thing. Exactly. Three, uh, Baltimore had a long week. They played the previous Thursday. They watched us play on Sunday. Exactly. And they did talk about that in the broadcast. So, uh, Flacco, Flacco came out after the game and said he could have thrown it 55 times and they would have just been just fine and won that way because of the lax secondary play and everything they see. Yeah. And look, I, I, I tweeted this while the game was going on on the BSN Unchained account. DB is going to be their first pick. And it could, or quarterback. The defensive secondary right now is terrible. And it's not only terrible from a everybody but Chris Harris perspective, in my opinion. I don't think Joe Woods understands how easy it is to read cover one fence. Like, if everybody in the second level, linebackers to corners, are in the same five yard bubble, and there's one single high player like there is 95% of the time with the Broncos. It's cover one. It's man coverage. We know. Like it, it, Even Chris Harris is coming out after the game talking about they knew what we were doing again. He said again. Yeah. It's the second week in a row that we've allowed a quarterback to dice us up. And these aren't elite quarterbacks. No, it, look, cars, I, cars, I disagree solid. with you on that. I disagree. I think Carr and Flacco are both can be elite players. They don't play elite all the time. Yes. Okay, so maybe they're not elite, but they're they're above average. Get paid like elite. I just don't understand how Joe Woods and this Broncos secondary and Vance Joseph and everybody involved can allow this to happen over and over and over again. If I can watch tape and know it's cover one fence over and over and over again, I know we're good and we have good players and shit, do we really? But it's your job as coaches to game plan and confuse the other team on top of having good players. What made Wade Phillips and that, that unit so it, exclusively good and elite in 2015 is not the fact that they could just line up and beat the shit out of you. They game planned the hell out of people and schemed people and dropped Von Miller in the AFC title game at the right place to get a pick on Tom Brady. And it just, there's more to it than just lining up and playing football. And I feel like Vance and Joe Woods and this staff, they fall back on this, just line up and play football mantra so much that it like, do you not have to coach anymore? I'm I'm really it's very frustrating because I can't figure out if we're not playing well or if we're not being coached well and I'm trying not to 
ride with last year. I'm trying to separate this year and last year. I'm not going to sit here and be like they're the same team because I don't feel like they are. The, no, 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 and I totally agree. It's with a you. totally different team. They're they're a totally different team. The offensive line is much much better. Much better. Um, they didn't play great on on Sunday, but they didn't. I think some of it was the refs again. It's not all on the line. But going back to the secondary, I think Chris Harris has struggled too. But my most disappointing player. Everybody knows it's man coverage all the time. My most disappointing player this year for the Broncos is Justin Simmons. He has struggled mightily this year, and he I was expecting him to take that next step forward because he was solid last year, first-year starter. I thought he was solid. But this year he's really – he has not been a good player this year. He had that pick against Seattle, but that was a coverage pick. That was a good play call pick. Um, so I, I just feel like their entire secondary has struggled, and I do believe – a lot of that is Joe Woods, and I do believe a lot of that is Vance Joseph. And quite frankly, you're I, not a VJ fan. I can't fucking stand VJ. <laughs> why? Can't. Why are are you ready for if VJ got fired tomorrow? Would you be okay with it? Yes, I don't even have to think twice. Absolutely. So I mean, who who would who would you on the staff? Who would you promote to the head coach if you had oh, to? Oh man, because I don't think this is going to happen. I you know regardless of the outcome on Monday night. Vance isn't going anywhere. They're not going to fire him in the middle of the season. Well, with, and, and they're two and one, and they have the entire season in front of them. Well, I hope they start two and five. They fire him, then they win wow. eight out of eight out of nine. Wow! And, and you love and the Broncos too, so you actually want them to struggle to get rid of Vance and then go on a winning streak. I, <laughs> That's my dream. Scenario. I mean, I I just I again I don't know if it's players or coaches right now. I, it might it might field. just be a mixture. Twelve men on the field a couple times already this year. That's on coaching. That's on coaching. They're undisciplined. Yesterday. Don't don't you have to pay attention as a player? You do, but but how often? How many times in the two years under Kubiak and Wade Phillips did that happen? Never, never, never. They Vance Joseph was a first year head coach last year. Obviously went through the growing pains. Didn't have the best team out there. He's just, he's still not a great coach. He really isn't. I mean Kubiak with the same team. Went eight and eight the year before, or were they nine and seven? Nine and seven. Okay, they were they nine were, and seven. Shit, they were one play away from making the playoffs. They beat Tennessee and Tennessee in their playoff team. They they had Brock Osweiler. They were a playoff team that year. Hate to say it, but I agree with that too. I think Simeon held them back. Honestly, obviously, he's not the right fit. He's not here anymore. And so, okay, if if Vance Vance is on the hot seat, everyone knows that. Joe Woods is on the hot seat. Everyone knows that. There's a lot of veterans on this team that are on the fucking hot seat. Honestly, Garrett Bowles is on the hot seat. Here I mean, Bowles, Demarius Thomas. Look, man, Connor McGovern had two penalties. Uh, uh, Vaughn had two penalties. Derek Wolf had a bad penalty. Ron Leary had a bad penalty. But Garrett Bowles led the league in holding penalties as a rookie, or he was second. And now he had two the other day, plus a whiff sack on Suggs and another awful pressure. I thought that 72 got throttled the other day, and – the holding penalty on Demarius changed the game because they were in comeback mode at that point. As a guy who develops talent, I think the ship has sailed, man. I, I, I personally think you need to move Valdir to left tackle, put Billy Turner at right tackle and roll, and, and sit 72 down and say you either improve or you don't play. And I, I hate to say it, but that's the nature of the NFL. It's what it is. And... A message needs to be sent that all this talk about improvement and all it's unacceptable and all that bullshit, it, it's not, bro, either work and improve or sit. 
Go do something else. Or or go do something else. Go play baseball with Mr. Tebow. And I, I just – terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Tebow. Uh, I just – I'm over the – we'll put it like this. Ryan Clady got better as a first round player, as a first round tackle. Every game he played, he got better, he got better, he got better until he hurt himself off the off the field, and then his career declined. But until that point, he was elite, and he got better and better and better and better. He was an All Pro left tackle. Yes, that's what you expect to get when you draft a tackle in the first round. And Bowles is getting worse, and not only that, he's predictable. You can see the defensive players for Baltimore mocking him on the field, like Suggs is laughing at him. Walking up to the line of scrimmage, pointing at him like you're, you know that that scene in uh, uh, Waterboy, who is uh, there's my bitch. That's exactly what Terrell Suggs is thinking. But Bulls has that sweet face paint though. It makes him tough, doesn't it? Bullshit. Shit is right, <laughs> fucking face paint warrior. So uh, look, you've got to do something with Garrett Bowles. I don't know what the answer to that is. We'll see. Moving Valdir and, put, and sitting him down wouldn't be the wrong message to send, in my opinion. Case Keenum, and we'll end on this before we before we get you out of here on McChesney Unchained. And thank you to Andrew Fogros for coming in. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Is Case Keenum the guy in Denver, or is he just a guy? A. So are are we going to look for? Are we looking for a quarterback in the draft next year? Uh, Are you disappointed Denver didn't go after a quarterback in the draft this year at this point? Even though Bradley Chubb is kicking ass, Bradley Chubb is doing awesome. He's really doing well. He's, you can't argue with the Chubb pick. Bradley you, Chubb is turning into what you – if you saw Terrell Suggs, that's who they drafted. It's the same blueprint. Big, strong, aggressive power rusher. You, I, I'm going to go over a play on the, the 6-0 top six. It will be on bsndenver.com. At the beginning of the game where they slid protection to Chubb and he split the guard tackle and ran right through the inside shoulder and just annihilated Flacco for his first sack. Yep. That's big time shit. I'm glad they picked Chubb, but no, no, I don't have a problem with them not going after a quarterback in the draft because a uh, Baker Mayfield was gone, Sam Darnold was gone. So you don't want Rosen or Lamar, or Lamar, or I would have fucking gone ape shit (laughs) if they they drafted Josh Allen. Allen. Why don't you like Josh Allen? I think he's a good player. He looks the part. Well, there's no doubt about that shit. He looks the part. I just don't. looks like fucking Superman. He really does, but I, I just, I don't think he's going to put it together. I don't like Superman either. He's a horseshit superhero. <laughs> he is. He is. He's a, he's an alien. He is. Fuck but, Superman. But go Batman. I, it, we'll have to see where the Broncos draft this year and who comes out. Obviously, I'm biased. I love Dwayne Haskins out of Ohio State. If he's there, they better take him because he's for real. Oh, my God. <laughs> Here we go. Had to. Watch him. Watch him this weekend. You'll be impressed. But well, anyway. I, yeah, it's the first game where they're actually playing someone, so that's good. The, they played TCU. Oregon State and TCU. You're right. I'm wrong. What am I talking about? So, so Case Keenum's just a guy, huh? He, he's a guy. That's why they gave him a two-year deal. They know mm, that, too. Yeah. So, but now on the flip so side, even if they're nine and seven, ten and six, do you still want them to try and replace the quarterback? No, he'll be around next year if they go nine and seven, ten and six. Hopefully, VJ won't. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> uh, but but in all seriousness, but in all sincerity, look at look at what they look at what they had to pick from last year. Would you rather have Case Keenum right now, or would you rather have ninety million dollar guaranteed Kirk Cousins? Oh, Case Keenum. Exactly. I don't want. I don't think Kirk Cousins can play. I exactly. think Kirk's a bum. So. 
their, their options were limited. And, yeah, Elway has screwed up the quarterback position since Peyton left. With that being said, though, quarterbacks just don't grow on trees. That's also true. So Swag Kelly time? Not yet. Mm, not yet. Not yet. That's not Bobby Brister wearing number six. That's Swag <laughs> Kelly. Don't get don't get all antsy in your pantsy. <laughs> Although I wish we could start Bubby right now. Bubby, Bubby, come back. I love Bubby. He's my favorite backup of all time. <laughs> Got a lot of camaraderie ship on that field with camaraderie Bubby. Camaraderie ship is right. <laughs> <laughs> NFL's greatest games, people. I fucking love it. All right, this is McChesney Unchained on the BSN Denver Podcast Network. Uh, big thanks to my best friend, Andrew Fogros, for coming on the show today and talking some shit. Uh, thank you, Andrew. Uh, big ups to NeuroXPF.com uh, and WearBands.com for their support of McChesney Unchained. Uh, remember to follow us at BSN Unchained on Twitter and at 60Strength. Check out the website 60Strength.com. Download and subscribe to the show on iTunes or whatever pack podcast platform you use. This is McChesney Unchained on BSNDenver.com, and we are fucking out.